Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast. Brother Jeremy here. I want to go to the book of Matthew today, Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 4. And listen what the Bible said in verse number 18. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. I want to talk to you today about fishing for men, being a fisher of men. The Bible tells us that these men became uh, soul winners while they were still busy doing their common, ordinary, everyday job. Funny thing, uh, you know, people think that a person can't serve God unless they neglect their ordinary work. That is false teaching. I I know preachers that, uh, you know, work bivocationally. They pastor a church and they work a job. Uh, I've been blessed uh, here at Thanks to Calvary where I pastor to be full-time in the ministry. I'm thankful for that. It's not always been that way. First couple years I was here, I was bivocational, pastored uh, on the weekend and and also uh, throughout the week when I could, but also did some uh, other work. And and so I know what it is to do that. I know some uh, young preachers that quit working when they surrendered to preach because they don't want anything to stand between them and God. Listen, Dr. Harold Seitler said this years ago, and I agree with it 100%. He said, duties never conflict. Duties never conflict. And that simply means this. The duty of a husband shouldn't conflict with the duty I have as a pastor. My duty as a a dad should never conflict with my duty uh, to my wife as a husband. Your duty as an employee, should never conflict with your duty as a church member. They don't conflict. And I believe this. I believe God honors hard work, and I believe hard work honors God. God honors faithfulness, and I believe faithfulness honors God. And hard work and faithfulness also promote Christianity. It's so important to understand. That hard work and faithfulness promote the kingdom of God. If I were a Christian and a farmer, I'd like to have the best crops in both. If I were a Christian and a fisherman, I'd like to catch more fish than anybody else. If I were a Christian and a housewife, I'd like to have the cleanest house. If if, if I was a carpenter and a Christian, I'd want to build the best houses, the most solid mechanic, production worker. Uh, whatever it is, I want to be able to do both. And see, I believe our Christianity shines brighter on Monday than I do it does than I believe it does on Sunday. Every day in the workplace, you know, I, I get um, aggravated at the laziness of this generation. I mean, it, it, it's 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 awful. As a pastor, I'm a full time pastor, and uh, Really and truly, you want to know what I am? I'm an all-time pastor <laughs> because it never stops, and it and I don't want it to stop, but it is something I do 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, 
last night, my phone, I was receiving text messages from 1130 to 1230 last night. Uh, and, and I'm not upset about that because the person that I was talking with needed the messages. They needed the conversation. They were going through a hard time. This fellow, he was going through a hard time. He needed to talk to his pastor. He sent me a text. I sent it back. He sent me another one. I sent another one back. And so this idea that Christians are lazy and ignorant, that, that, is, that should be offensive to a child of God that's doing a work for the Lord. Uh, Billy Kelly was a jokester, and he was funny. And he always made the joke about how he knew he was going to be a preacher as he woke up one morning, didn't want to go to work, and was craving fried chicken. And I know it was just a joke, but you would be shocked at the people who think that a pastor only works a day and a half a week or that Christians are, are, are you know, that have given themselves to the ministry. Friend, I'm going to tell you, ministry is hard work. God uses people that are busy. Jesus shows up in Peter and Andrew's life, and he says, I'm going to use y'all. You know why? Because they were already busy. When he come up in verse 21 and called James and John, they were already busy. In, chapter, in verse 18, Peter and Andrew were casting nets. In verse 21, James and John were mending the nets. And I'm going to tell you something. I believe God uses those that are already active. I heard my dad say this years ago, and I agree with it. He said, if you're going to get somebody to do something in the church, don't go after somebody that's not doing anything. Get somebody that's already busy because they'll get it done. There's a reason the person's not doing anything. People say, man, I want something to do in the church. Show up, man. There's things to do. Well, I'm recording this podcast right now, and I'm, I'm running a little late today on getting the podcast uh, out uh, because I've been painting. Uh, we're working downstairs, and, and I'm, as, I'm, as I'm recording this, I've got paint all over my hands, and it's dry, of course, so I don't mess up my mic and computer. But there's things to be done. Show up. Man, I'm telling you, God uses people that are busy. God uses people that are obedient. The Bible said in verse 20, they straightway left their nets. It was immediate obedience. They immediately left the ship, verse 22, and their father. So you want to be a fisher of men? You want to be a fisher of men? Well, there's some, there's some truths in there about this story, about Peter and Andrew and James and John, that Jesus called to be soul winners. You know, above everything else, there ought to be one supreme goal in the mind of a child of God, and that is for us to do His will. And the will of the Father is for us to fulfill the Great Commission. The one supreme goal above all others is for Him. To, he wants you to become a fisher of men. All of our work, all of our efforts, they have the main motive behind it to be a fisher of men. Dr. Lee Robertson pastored the great church in Chattanooga, Tennessee for years, had about eight to 10,000 members. He said, keep the main thing, the main thing. What is the main thing? Fishing for men. How do you become a fisher of men? Well, first of all, I'll give you this thought. You better be knowledgeable about the water. You better know the water. Peter knew the Sea of Galilee. He knew every crevice. He knew every inlet. He knew every creek coming into it. He knew the deep places. He knew the shallow places. He knew where the hot spots were. When I was a boy, we used to go fishing at my grandfather's. He had a two-acre lake. 
And sometimes I'd take friends down there, and I'd be wearing them out. They're over there pulling one out every 10, 15 minutes. I'm over there pulling them out about every third cast. Do you know why I was out fishing them? Because it was a pond that I knew. I knew every spot. I knew where to go. I knew how the fish responded. And I'm telling you, if you take me somewhere I've never been, you take me to a lake, I'm not going to do as good. I've missed a lot of fish. Got some uh, fellas in the church that love to trout fish. I've never trout fished much in my life. I'm loving it right now. And a couple times I've got to go, um, I love it. Planning on going again uh, in just a couple weeks. I love trout fishing. But the first time I went trout fishing, I missed and missed and missed and missed those fish. Why? Because I was not knowledgeable with that stream. I wasn't knowledgeable with how the water worked. I was born down in the flatlands down below Monroe, North Carolina. We didn't have rivers with trout in them, so I didn't fish like that. We fished in the ponds. And so you better be knowledgeable about the water. And I was thinking about that. Sea, the sea in the Bible is a type of the world. The Bible calls uh, the world a sea in Matthew chapter 13. And you know what that tells us? It tells us where we need to find the sinner. God didn't say the sinner's in the church. God said the sinner is in the world. You got to go to him. You got to be knowledgeable about the water. How many sinners do you know that go to church every time the doors are open? They don't. The sinner's not, they don't come. The sinner is at your home. The sinner is at your job. The sinner is at your place of recreation. The sinner is at the shopping place. The sinner is down at the barber shop. That's where it is. That's the sea. We've got way too many aquarium keepers and not near enough fishermen. The Bible said in Isaiah 57, verse 20, The wicked are like the troubled sea, when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. Did you know 80% of the world, uh, the surface of the world is water? If Jesus said the wicked are like the troubled sea, I wonder if could that mean at least 80% of the world is lost. I believe it's much more than that. You go over there to the, the soil, Three out of four. I mean, I believe it's easy to say that the majority of people, and they're restless and they're filthy. You take that water, it's filthy, it's restless. It's, there's no peace in that. It's constantly in turmoil. Every lost sinner, no matter how refined, no matter how much they covered up, they're troubled. They have no peace in their soul. So the first thing, if you're going to be a fisher, you better know the water. Y'all, there's plenty of sinners out there. Let's go get busy. There's no, greater, there's no greater duty of man that's saved than to be a fisher of men. You've got the opportunity right now to go out today and be salt and light and be a testimony and go put the net in the water and bring somebody to Jesus. We need a burden for souls in this generation. When I was a child, a young man, people were burdened over sinners. They had mourner's benches. People would wail and pray. We don't have that anymore. Let's go out today, be salt and light. If you're listening to this, uh, listening to this in the afternoon, why don't you plan right now? Tomorrow, I'm going to get up, pray, read my Bible, get filled with the Holy Ghost, and I'm going to go out and make a difference in this world. Until the next Treasures of Truth podcast, God bless you.